Hey, welcome to the podcast. In this episode, it's a um, take fr- taken from a video I did about seven time management tips that actually work. Now, I find this is going to be very, very useful for everybody. Um, and uh, so just ignore the parts where I say links in the description below because obviously they're not. But if you want any of the links, you can go to my YouTube channel and then the links will be there on a video that I did for this also. But I guess some people want to digest my content while they're out walking rather than watching a video. So this is for you guys. So I hope you enjoy this one. It's like a little bonus kind of podcast podcast episode this week. So forget setting your clocks early. These are time management tips that actually work. Buckle up. Time is a really funny thing. It's like we live in a world where it is actually abundant, but none of us actually use it appropriately, or very few of us use it appropriately and effectively. Having Asperger's syndrome myself, I used to fall short of all the pitfalls of bad time management, like having bad time management, not being able to appropriate my time effectively, not being able to be as productive as I need to be, and just really like just making a mess of things, not being able to get to places on time, uh, and not being able to do the things that I need to do efficiently with the amount of time where I wouldn't be like, oh my goodness, now like all the time is gone. Now, I'm gonna share with you my tips from my personal experiences of how I've overcome that, and I think that you guys will definitely benefit from that. So before we go any further, if you haven't hit that subscribe button, hit it now and the notification bell, because I upload videos weekly, and to learn more, you need to subscribe, and I swear you won't regret it. If you wanna help anybody out in the comment section and add in some of your own tips for helping time management, please do so, it's super awesome. I read every single comment and I like and hat every single one and I reply to every single one as well. So do that and let's start a conversation. So I'm guessing you've gone on Google and typed in like how to uh, time manage appropriately or best tips for time management and well, you've come to the right place because I feel that these tips I'm gonna share with you now are so effective that you will definitely use every single one of them and your time will be more productive. So to me, time management has always been a big issue. Like, you know, if someone said to me like, hey, who's bad with time management, please raise your hand. I'd be like the guy in the room would be like, hand straight at first, but I'd be so embarrassed about it because I'd be thinking to myself, dang, you know, I really wanna be the best at time because I'm, you know, have a million ideas going on. I wanna be the most productive person. I wanna be the guy who's able to actually smash his goals and do all those things that I wanna do in life. Uh, but at the end of the day, time is running away from me and I find myself procrastinating a lot during the day. So that's really got to me. So I decided that I would ask my girlfriend for help and so she help me with my time management because people with Asperger's syndrome and autism have an issue with time management accordingly and um, it becomes a real pain in the butt. So I have prepared seven of the hacks or the tips or the skills that I've developed and learned to use to hack time management and hopefully you guys can take something away from this uh, and I definitely think you will do. Okay, so number one is lists. Now lists are, you know, everyone says, okay, write a list, but lists can be so, so effective. I have quite a few different lists going on and I use some apps sometimes to do lists, but I also have lists on paper and in books. And the idea of lists is that you write a list of all the tasks that you need to do. And then you uh, appropriately put the most important ones first so they get done first. Now prioritizing items on a list is very effective because you can also put a time duration for what you expect 
expect that task to take. So um, you, if you want to know that you've got 10 things to do today and you need to get them all done before three o'clock in the afternoon, so you know if you start at nine o'clock, how much time you need to do one of those tasks before you run out of time to go on to the next task or you'll know you'll be behind. Now, this works very, very well for me. I write out the task and then I actually say, oh, well, how long is it gonna take me? And I can estimate how long it's gonna take me because you know we all know how long typically a task is gonna take if we've done it before or if we're expecting it to take a certain amount of time. So do that and put a timestamp on it so you know you're setting yourself to that limit of that time. Then you can do it way more effectively because you know you're aiming towards because it's like not having a goal or an end point to aim towards, you, you won't, you'll fall short of that mark every single time. Okay, so here's a pro tip. For any tasks that are a bit more heavy and bigger than the others, leave a little bit more extra time so it gives you that leeway because the only bad thing that come of it is that you finish the task early and you've got a little bit of extra time for the other tasks. I'm finishing early, it's super awesome. Okay, so number two is quite an obvious one and it's planning. Now, you know, planning sounds super easy, but loads of people don't do it. I mean, like a lot of people don't do it. Other people do plan and they plan really well. They actually plan really well. They even plan out their, their food so that they prep it all on a Sunday. So this is the tip. On a Sunday, sit down and prep your entire week for the things that you need to do. Now, when you're planning out your week, you need to just remember all the tasks that you need to do and any appointments and stuff that you need to go to. So what we do is we sit down and Naomi gets a calendar. We've got a calendar in the kitchen slash living room upstairs and I also then sync it with my iCalendar on my iPhone so it gets into my MacBook and my iPad. And we go through any things that we need to do and we put the time down that that happens on. So then what we also do then is put an alert on those things so that if it's on my iPhone, it will alert me that there is a task that's coming or a task that's pending. By doing this, you get like an overview of your entire week so you know where you're going, kind of like you hit the ground running. You don't just sit around not knowing what you're gonna do. You go, okay, well, that's my first task, that's my second task, and then again, you've got your list so you can write out your list and put your timestamp next to those. It's an amazing hack, and I highly recommend doing it. Having a visual calendar on the wall is a really big win. A lot of people kind of now are super digital and they've got it all on their tech, which is amazing, yes, because we've got it on our iPads and iPhones and stuff like that, but if they die or you lose them or something happens or a glitch or something, then you lose all that data. So it's always good to have a hard copy data backed up on something like a physical calendar or a sheet or a book or a list in your desk or somewhere like that. Number three is setting reminders. Now this one seems a bit weird, like you know, how do you manage time with setting reminders? Uh, and it's basically that when you set a reminder up, it reminds you at a time to do something. That's like the principle of setting a reminder. But the beauty of setting reminders is you can actually set them a little bit early to give yourself that little bit of extra time. Now by by doing this, you, you do two things. You, you're remembering to put something in, inputting something, but then you're also being able to allow yourself buffer time to allow yourself time for mistakes getting ready or doing something or whatever. Now, I have really bad short-term memory. This is due to the Asperger's syndrome. I actually did a video on Asperger's and short-term memory and I'll leave it in the card above here if you wanna check that out specifically. But because of that, I realized that I can never remember things. So someone's like, hey Dan, can you remember to uh, do that thing later at that time? And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, no worries. And then they come in and they're like, hey Dan, did you do that thing? And then I'm like, uh, 
Uh-oh. So to avoid that ever happening again, every single time I get a new task or a new thing or a, or a calendar input or a date or, or an appointment or something that I need to attend at a specific time, I always input it into my calendar. Now I've synced up my Google Calendar to my iPhone, my iPad, my Alexa, and also my MacBook. And by doing that, I can ask any single one of those devices to input a date for me. You know, it's even just speaking to it saying like, you know, hey Siri, add this in or hey Alexa do this and when you do that they they input those and go straight to your Google Calendar so definitely check that out as a way of like really um, upping your productivity using calendars but the idea that I do I always allow buffer time so say I'm driving somewhere it takes 40 minutes I always leave an hour buffer time so it, it, it alerts me 10 minutes before the time I need to leave and that time I need to leave is actually 10 minutes more than I need to because you never know about traffic and things like that so always bear that in mind because I used to be always cutting it short so I just just get that at the either at the time or later and it never worked and of course a lot of people used to say I run on downtime which is basically running late, never on time. Reminders are amazing and they're super good for that. Okay, so number four is taking a break. Now, there is this thing in the working world or the professional industries where people wanna just work, work, work all the time and they think if they work through the lunch break, they're doing awesome because some people feel like if they work through the lunch break, then their boss will be cool because they'll see you working hard or they'll be working hard and they'll get more done. And if you're working for yourself, you'll feel that you know, you're smashing goals because you're not taking a break and you're just you know hardcore grinding. But it's kind of on the contrary. There's a study that I found through hrmorning.com that showed that 90% of people who actually take at least 30 minutes for lunch breaks are actually way more productive. Now, the reason this is, is because when you're engaged in something, you're doing a project or you're doing a task or you're doing something, your mind is actually actively engaged in something, you're thinking about that one thing, so your brain is constantly thinking about that task. Now, your brain kind of gets tired and needs a little bit of relaxation time, so when you give it that 30 minutes to eat your lunch or go for a walk or have a coffee or something that really chills you out, just for 30 minutes at least, this reset your mind, get your brain more engaged to then go and attack the task again. It's kind of like, you know, if you've been running all day and you don't go to bed and sleep at night, how on earth do you expect to get up and run in the morning? So, you know, you can't just keep running continuously, you'll just burn out. So this is what actually happens. People get tired and when you get tired, you get less productive and then you lose it and then you're losing time and you're thinking, I'm working to my lunch and I'm still not gaining time. So remember, always take a break and schedule breaks into anything you do. Even if you're working by yourself, remember to schedule breaks because it makes you way more productive and you'll get more time management out of it. It's so efficient. Okay, so number five is do it now. And what this is, is a lot of people procrastinate and they don't even know it. People will sit down and they'll say, okay, do you know what? Tomorrow, I want to start this new project. If it's making a, a film, like for me, it's, it's making movies, or if it's making uh, music, or taking photos, or doing something productive, or making a blog post, or a website, or something. They always sit down and go, okay, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do it, and they'll sit down and not plan it out. They never actually execute it. They procrastinate all this time not actually doing the task. So if you wanna do something, go out there and actually do it. Say, okay, I want to make this small film, or this small video. So go out there and actually start filming it. Plan 
as you go. Just make sure you're doing it and moving forward because when you start to do something, you'll snowball into a productivity snowball and it will just be awesome. But too many people will sit down and procrastinate and think about the task without actually ever doing the task. And I call it the tattoo syndrome because I know loads of people who will be like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this tattoo and they spend hours designing this tattoo and they'll, they'll draw it all out and then they'll say, this is my tattoo and then they never get it. But with me, I was every time I wanted to tattoo, I just go, right, I want a tattoo, I get up and go out and get it. And that's how I am with everything. So you have to just get out there and do it. And you, it'll be funny. So now watching this video, you'll see somebody who's like drawn how many tattoos they want and where they want them placed on their body. And this person hasn't got a single tattoo and it may have been years since they've been planning them. So yeah, don't fall into the tattoo syndrome. Okay, so number six is apps. Now, I love apps. I use an iPad, my iPhone, and my MacBook, and my Apple Watch, and I love every single one of these pieces of tech, and the reason is because it gives me so much more time management and productivity that it's just outrageous, it's sick, and if you're not using these apps, then you definitely need to get on it and get on using these apps. Now, the first one I'll talk about is Wonderlist, and Wonderlist is basically an app where you can actually add different people in so they can, you can all share the list and, and work together if you're working in a project or a team, but you can put in there uh, stuff that you need to do, tasks you need to do. You can attach little pieces of information in there. There's a note section. You can put a time restriction on it. You can have a date when it needs to be in by and an alert so it will alert you. Amazing. So definitely check out Wonderlist. Evernote is a similar type of app. Evernote is a uh, app that will do almost the same type of thing to Wonderlist. But what you can do with Evernote is if you find something uh, like in an email or a task that you need to do, you can then just click up and send that to Evernote on your phone or your iPad or whatever. And it will it will create like a mind or set a reminder in Evernote for that task you need to do that you found in an email or on a website or whatever. If you're in a meeting, you can just open the app and just type that straight in and it'll do the same thing. But it's really good at organizing stuff and it gives you like alerts and, and like timings to do stuff. So Evernote is very, very cool, awesome. Any of the apps I'm mentioning right now will be linked in the description below, so definitely check that out. So the next app we'll talk about is Remember the Milk and this one was the first one I ever used and it's really, really cool. It's a very cool app. It, allows you to time management specific tasks. You know, I was talking about earlier where you have the uh, tasks where you type down what it is and then you say the amount of time it's gonna take. Well, you can do this in Remember the Milk very, very easily and it's so awesome. It, it's a very cool app because I guess a lot of people don't may, maybe want to use Wonderlist and they want to use like Remember the Milk, but I'm giving you all the best ones so you can definitely check them out just so you can use them. Okay, super, super easy. The two built-in apps on an iPhone or an Android phone, Reminders and Calendar. You have to use these. Reminders are amazing because again, you can set timings, you can set alerts, and these things come up as a notification on your phone and vibrate. These are amazing. You can cross-platform them, still come up on your computer and your tablet as well. And with the calendar, the calendar is amazing because you can share an invite with other people. So you know who's in there, you know how long it's gonna be in there, you can add notes, you can add links, you can even upload PDFs and images to calendars so people have everything you need in it. So uh, calendar is such an appropriate app and, and it's underused. If you're not using it to its full potential, rethink it, go check it out, play with the calendar and just like, <clears throat> calendars, man, yeah. Okay, so last but not least is number seven. Right, so this one is distractions. I talked a bit earlier about procrastination, but distractions are almost as bad. Now, distractions are, say you're working in your home office and maybe like your kids are coming in or, or maybe like your partner's gonna come in and talk to you or that you're working in an office and like your mate next to you wants to goof about and they'll talk to you or you're trying to get a task done and like your mom and dad are coming into your room and talking to you like, hey, can you do this or do that? There's nothing worse. Now, they are the traditional 
analog versions of it. Now in the digital age, we had everybody and their mother just texting or tweeting you, saying like, hey, check out this funny meme with this dog falling over or whatever. And you're thinking like, dang, I really wanna get this report done and, uh, and I wanna watch this video, this dog doing something funny. All of these things are distractions and they're wasting your time. So what you need to do is get your device. What you need to do is grab your device and put the do not disturb function on. Now, if you don't have a do not disturb function on your device, you can also turn it to airplane mode and it'll do something almost similar. So the difference is when it's on airplane mode, you won't be able to get any phone calls through, but with do not disturb mode, you can actually make a VIP list. So if somebody's like sick in hospital or your mom wants to get in touch with you and it's like important, they can get through, but nobody else can. This is an amazing function and I highly recommend checking out if you've never used it before because it, it sets apart everything. So you say, okay, from this time to this time, I'm gonna be doing this thing and I don't need uh, to be disturbed. Now, if you're running an iPhone or an iOS device, you can actually sync up the do not disturb to your calendar entries so that as soon as the calendar entry starts when that appointment hits, it'll turn your phone to do not disturb mode and then you're okay for the rest of the day. All you have to do is check your phone, click the do not disturb thing and you're done. Now, do not disturb is incredible. People distracting you are dragging you down and dragging your time management down. So remember, put yourself in an isolated situation, tell people to leave you alone in an analog situation. In a digital age, do not disturb is a must. If you enjoyed this video, please give it a thumbs up, subscribe if you haven't already, and if this can help anybody, please share this video. I'll see you next time, guys. Peace.